Oh, hey there. It's been a while. So, um, yeah, this is awkward. So I haven't done a podcast in, like, months? I mean, I feel like people probably forgot I had a podcast in the first place. I almost forgot. Felt like it anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, basically this is my chance to explain myself and tell you all why I've been gone so long, what I've been doing, and what's next. This is just sort of an update for, um, you know, whoever gives a shit. This is Into the Fray. Alright, well, just getting right into it, coming out and saying it, um, so I haven't done one of these podcasts in a while, because, uh, frankly, I just haven't felt like it. I know it's not a, an elaborate explanation, but let me explain. Um, if you've known me for any amount of time, you probably know that I struggle with depression. Or maybe you don't. I do a pretty good job hiding it most of the time. A lot of the times when I bring it up to friends, uh, you know, especially like when I was back in high school, they're like, "What? You? You're depressed, but you're, you know, you're so funny. You know, you're always joking and trying to, trying to make people laugh and smile." I'm like, "Yeah, well, it's a nice defense mechanism. It's pretty good most of the time. Um, not all the time, though." Sometimes it's just, uh, it's not enough. I mean, I like, part of what I've always done is, you know, when I'm around people, I just try not to bring them down with my bullshit, you know? I just, uh, you know, when I'm hanging around in a group, you know, nobody wants to hear about how sad I am or whatever. Like, I'd rather just joke around, smile, make people laugh, make sure everybody else is having a good time. And, um... As a result, that's sort of where I derive my value from. Just ended a sentence with a preposition, but that's... I'm not going to let that bother me. Anyway, I, uh, so yeah, I don't, I would derive my own joy from bringing others joy, and that's just sort of how I got by in the worst times, because I, that was my purpose, was... You know, making other people's lives just a little bit easier. Or even just making them forget for just a second how, you know, forget about their own thing for a second. If I can, you know, take you out of your own head and, you know, get you thinking about something different, something more positive, then that gave me, that that made me happy. That gave me joy, gave me purpose. So, and, um... Yeah, I do it just because I love doing it, man. That's that's part of it. That's, I mean, that's part of Because my biggest hang-up has been... Sorry, I'm going to jump around a lot on this. You know me. My biggest hang-up has been, you know, when I'm depressed and at my lowest and thinking about, you know, what am I doing? What am I, you know, what am I here for? Why am I even bothering with this pot? You know, I wanted to... You know, I was at the point where I was just like ready to like scrap it out. Like I wanted to do the podcast, I wanted to do my stand up comedy, I wanted to start getting into MMA more seriously and you know, 
talk about that in a minute. But every, sometimes I would just ask myself, like, why? What's the point? You know, pursuing all these ventures that, you know, and that I convinced myself that would never amount to anything in the back of my head. And I know that's... That's the thing, is that I was focused too much on the goal, the outcome. Like, oh, you know, I'm just worried about, you know, where this is going to lead, where this is going to take me. Like, what's the what's the destination? Like, am I going to you know, eventually start, you know, traveling the road, headlining gigs, getting, you know, make, turning my comedy thing into a career? Um, you know, I just beat myself. Or, or, you know, if I wanted to do the MMA thing, like, if I wanted to dedicate myself fully to that and... You know, I keep going into the back of my head like, you know, maybe this isn't meant for you. This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. It's not going to go anywhere. And that's what I fixated on. Like, I'm not going anywhere with this. And um, same with the podcast, you know, just what's the point? Who's listening? Who cares? This isn't going to go anywhere. What am I? I just think I'm Joe Rogan or some shit. Like, I'm just going to. You know, someday I'll just keep at it and, you know, eventually I'll have millions of listeners and avid followers and stuff. And that's, now it's just, um, you know, it, and eventually, it, you know, none of that really mattered to me. And I realized I just wanted to be happy. You know, I just, I'd like, I don't care. I don't want the fame. I don't want, like, admiration or anything. Like, I just wish I was happy. I, I just wish I could be happy regardless of what the situation is and I know it's like such a simple kind of almost like dumb thought like I just wish I was happy like so abstract like well then sometimes you got to do things um I was watching a video by uh Vishuddha Das uh for the uh the YouTuber formerly known as Koi Fresco and um he had said something kind of sparked in my mind where he said um, depression is a symptom of laziness and I'd always thought of it as being the other way around but you know I'm lazy because I'm depressed I'm depressed because I and it makes me not want to do anything and I would just you know I was in this constant battle with my emotions like oh I wish I could do stuff but like I can't bother to, you know, get up and, you know, actually put it together. What's the point? You know, when you're, anyone who's, like, struggled seriously with depression, you know, they probably know. Um, like, when you're depressed, like, you really just don't want to do shit. Like, you don't want to shower, shave, take care of yourself. You know, a lot of people, like, hygiene is the first thing to go. Like, you know, just like even like the mundane things, like it's just like you know, every everything is an existential crisis. It's just like, what's the point? Who cares? You know, this body is just a vessel. So what if all my teeth fall out and I'm done? You know, just just the kind of self-destructive thinking that doesn't get you anywhere. So uh, what he said was, yeah. So so your depression is a symptom of laziness. Like what? Like you're stuck in this rut and you're just so used to it that you just sort of sit in it and wallow in it and um it's easy 
to stay depressed. Like, yeah, stuff gets you down. Like it's like naturally as, as human beings, I think it's something like, you know, if somebody says you know, one negative thing, you know, they, people will tend to focus on that as opposed to the, you know, the three positive things. I don't know, there's some specific ratio to that, but basically we tend to focus more on the negative criticisms than the positive praise. Like, you know, lots, you know, some people will tell me like, no, I like when you do your podcast. Like, oh, it's great. I liked it. It was, you know, really meant a lot to me. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then like, I'll go back to myself into my own head and I'm like, whatever, you know, um, or that's just, sometimes it doesn't even have to be outside sources. Like I'll just go back and like, listen to something I said. I'm like, ah, that's dumb. That's just me. That's where my mind goes. But it's, it's easy to be that way. Um, sometimes like it's hard to be grateful, like to, like in order to find true happiness, like you have to first off just focus on the good things in your life and be grateful for them you know i mean october is a particularly rough month for me because um ezra was born on the 26th and um so that's coming up it's been like almost a year since he was born and another month and a half it's going to be a year since he passed away and i've just been thinking about that a lot and just being you know just focusing on that you're missing him and just being extra sad about it and i mean not that there's anything inherently wrong with that i mean it's you know yeah my son died and i miss him and i'm sad about it but you know i can't you can't stay like that forever i mean i thought i'd I'd been making progress you know like i'd really you know gotten up gotten out of bed you know done some shit i'm working i'm functioning and i'm you know i was doing okay you know and i just kind of just continued to function and would sort of like push it to the back of my head and i'm like i'm moving on i'm like, yeah, like I, like I miss him. It's sad, but like, it's part of my life now. It's part of who I am. And I'm just, you know, pressing forward boldly and fearlessly laughing all the way because, you know, jokes, if you you can joke about it, you take away the power from whatever you're facing. That's sort of what I, what I was going for. But I don't know, things just, just sort of wore on me and wore me down and I just got back to the same place and eventually, especially, you know, coming back to this time of year, everything's coming full circle and it's just bringing back a lot of those same memories. But if you fixate on that too much, you know, the, like the past and what was lost and all the memories and everything, you know, you lose sight of the present and you know what you have. Like it's my life is not nearly as bad as, you know some other people's out there like, i mean i've like yes what i've been through is terrible and it's like the worst experience i've ever had in my life and you know lots and lots of pe- lots more people you know may go their whole lives without suffering what i've suffered so but 
you know, I got to focus on like on the good things, you know, like I still have my health. I'm, you know, I've been, I have my wife who supports me and loves me through everything, even when I'm being just a sad sack and not really, you know, even, even if sometimes like, you know, I feel like dead weight in the room and just sort of like, kind of like I'm, bringing everyone else down because I can't keep up the happy forever and I just crash and snap and get angry and just you know, she puts up with all of it and she understands and she just tries to you know give me perspective and help me through everything and for that I'm you know forever grateful she's you know saved my life continues to every day and you know it's one of the things that really gives me purpose is um you know, I just want to give her her best life possible and make her happy. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I've just been, you know, she's encouraging me to, you know, get back into the things I love. And I've been, you know, trying with that. And I've been, you know, just recently I've been getting, you know, kind of like getting more into my comedy and, you know, trying really making an effort to go go up somewhere at least once a week if not twice well but you know i work a lot i work third shift and it's not always easy but um just trying to get out there more and not worrying about the destination so much and just enjoying the moment for what it is i uh you know i've been finally going out to, you know i haven't really done a whole lot of the open mics out here in kalamazoo i did one you know, a couple months ago i did louis and uh, you know, had a great time. My parents came, uh, very supportive. You know, they were in town uh, meeting my brother's girlfriend, Eleanor. Hey, and um, yeah, they and then they came to my comedy show afterwards. And oddly enough, I didn't think they were going to stay in town that long because they're in Grand Rapids, and they came down to Kalamazoo to visit and you know meet my brother's new girlfriend. And you know, they weren't, I didn't know that I had a comedy show later that night, and I actually told the guy, I'm like, hey, I'm having dinner with my parents, can you put me on a little bit later, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there right when the show starts, he's like, yeah, sure, no problem, and uh, so, you know, my parents, it's like, almost not, it's it's a pro, it's like 8.30, like getting to it ready, about the time where I'm going to have to leave to go to this thing, and they're like, oh, what time does it start, I'm like, um, like like nine, but yeah, it's supposed to start at nine. But you know, comics are always late, so like quarter after nine, probably they're like, "Oh, well, we can go." Well, yeah, we can make that. I'm like, "Oh, I mean, yeah." So they came, and since I was later in the lineup, uh, my parents sat through a lot of dick jokes to get to my set, and I really do appreciate it. <laughs> um, and uh, they you know they waited for you know, my chance to go up, and so, that was pretty awesome, they showed their support, and, um, but yeah, that was the last time I'd done anything until very, two weeks ago already, man, time flies, but, um, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I went down to Harvey's, they got a little spot upstairs, you know, they do karaoke twice a week, comedy on Wednesdays, um, yeah, it was a great time, man, I saw a bunch of people, you know, made made some new friends, saw some people I recognized, and from, you know, back in Grand Rapids, you know, West Michigan comedy scene is, uh, not huge, especially in, you know, Kalamazoo, which is, 
even smaller town and we got I think like four diff four or five different open mics there's usually one almost every day of the week to go to but um yeah so Wednesdays was Harvey's had a great time there did my uh I actually recorded that set if you want to go watch it go on YouTube and look up Pooh gets off the honey that's my uh, uh that was a bit I'd actually been working on for a while about uh like what would ever happen if Winnie the Pooh ever got cut off by a rabbit? Because, you know, he always is showing up, eating all the honey and, you know, the consequences that would follow. I actually got the concept from uh, my buddy Cody Sanders. He's a fantastic artist, actually, if you want to go on. If you look, follow him on Instagram, Cody Sanders Art. Uh, yeah, but he was—he said it, he's a funny guy. Just you know, go, he's a good hang. And we were just talking one time. He's like, "Man, so you do comedy? That's crazy." Yeah, I know. I thought about it, but like, I don't think I'd ever do it. But if I did, I had like one idea for a bit that I, I'd wish somebody would do. And if you could pull it off, it'd be awesome. Like, what if, like, what if like Rabbit stopped giving Winnie the Pooh honey? Like, if he just decided to be a dick and cut him off? Like, dude, he's a bear. Like what are you? What are you? What, what's gonna happen? Like he? Like like that? That's all I got. That's just the concept. But if you can run with it, then the, yeah, it's yours. Go for it. So, uh, I thought it was really interesting, and uh, yeah, I got into it. And I'm actually really happy with the results, and I'm actually and you know really enjoying. You know, I've been writing a little more actively now, and it, I actually really like the stuff that I've been coming up with. So, excited to get that out there. I mean. You know, that's being productive is something. And, uh, had a great time writing. Because that's, yeah, again, tangents. I'm going to go off on a thing here. Part of the, you know, doing what you love and, you know, finding that thing that, you know, just really, like, you just can't get away from. It's always in the back of your head what you really want to do. And, uh, it's, you know, I always go back to, you know, God is love, right? I guess, like, the one fundamental thing, you know, if I, I always, if science and religion are to coexist, I would say that, you know, if there's the Big Bang, that's the what, and so love is the why, right? So, you know, the Big Bang happened because God, who is love, needed something to love and from the nothing he created something and it's been a never-ending story that's just been playing out ever since and will continue till the end of time repeatedly over and over again through multiple universes etc etc i'm going off on another tangent again um damn it i lost it oh yeah so basically you know if you find the things you love that yeah when uh oh yeah like in Genesis, when God did creation, right? When I, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I used to read, you know, in the book of Genesis, every day at the end of the day, you know, God would say, it is good. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, I thought of it like, you know, God is going, you know, it was like a declaration. Like, you know, God made it, and it was good. And God said that it was good, and God blah 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 so but it, 
I think what it is is it's more like that feeling of like when I'm creating something or like when I'm writing a really good bit or you know when I'm even when I'm doing one of these podcasts and I feel like it's really coming together and I'm just sort of uh, in that flow state where I'm not really thinking about it too much and I can just speak from the heart and you know not have to think about it you know coming back to the moment back to the now like anything that does that you know when I'm creating sorry back to that god is you know god is the creator so when we create things you know producing any kind of content like i get to write a bit and like watch it develop and grow and then you know after a while i'm like oh shit this is good and i think that feeling that that's you know what you gotta chase after you know god wasn't just going like it is good like he was making it as he went along and then just took a step back and looked at it. I was like, oh, this is, this is good. Like, it's a, it's a rush. It's a great feeling when you're creating. And, you know, definitely better than the alternative, which is just, you know, being stagnant and wishing I was doing something with my life. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Harvey's last one, or two Wednesdays ago now, and then last week, um, see, I did uh, Bell's Brewery on Monday, and uh, Louis again on that Tuesday, but I'd, I'd never been to Bell's before. That was a really fun experience because um, they have a nice, nice area. Like that's it's a big room, you know. They got all the tables set up and everything, and the stage is you know it's actually like a stage. You're not just at a bar standing in the corner with a microphone. Like it's a it's a whole stage with a curtain, and there's a backstage. And uh, you know I signed up to sort of last minute. I didn't know if I was going to do anything else on a Monday night. And I was just like, oh, hey, uh, can I do the comedy show? I've never been here before. I was like, yeah, sure, man. You know, I showed up. Got, they gave me a beer ticket. Well, two beer tickets eventually. And then, uh, or drink tickets, you know, whatever. But I drink beer. But anyway, a um, couple of drink tickets. And uh, they took me backstage. There was a green room, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like the the guy was taking leading me back there. He was like, "Oh, you're here for comedy? All right, hold on a second. Just uh, come back here with me." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And as we're going, you know, to the backstage area, I actually like saw all the other comedians waiting in the room, and I actually held back for a minute because I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna stand back over here." Like I like I didn't really feel like I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I belonged in there yet. And then the guy was like. And then, you know, the guy turned around and realized I was a few feet behind him. And he was like, oh, no, hey, no, come on, over here, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, hey, I'm part of it. And, um, you know, so, you know, a couple people I recognized, some regulars. And uh, I had the wonderful opportunity of meeting the very funny Ms. Leslie Battle, who, uh, she's from Texas originally, moved to the Midwest, I think, I want to say Ohio now. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. But she's been around. I guess she's been doing comedy for like seven years, I think it was. Following in a very uncivil divorce. And uh, very, very funny. And it was really cool. Like, I, I couldn't, like, I was just, I called Bobby and was like, FaceTimed her and everything. I'm like, babe, I'm backstage. I'm in a green room and I'm like oh this is different because usually I'm so used to the open mic experience being you know we're up here like you know we go up on stage and then just you know return back to the audience 
and you know we sit and listen to each other perform and uh, you know laugh politely <laughs> or enthusiastically you know depending how good everybody's doing but it was it was just different man like i felt special like i felt like this was you know, it was just like a local show. There was only like 15 people in the audience, but I had such a good time just hanging out in the back, talking to people. Like, I had more fun hanging out than I did doing my set, which is way different than I'm used to. Like, you know, my, my set went pretty well, got some good laughs. There was only like 15 people in the audience or something. And, uh, so yeah, it wasn't even a big show. You know, but I just, it was so much fun. And, uh, yeah, if you're, if you like comedy, definitely go check out Leslie Battle. Just Google, Google that shit. <laughs> she was a like, real fun. She, she, uh, she had a, uh, this one bit where she was talking about that song, My Guy, you know. You know, nothing can you take me away from my guy. She started singing on stage and then a few people joined in, me and a couple of my guy. She goes, Oh, thank you, ladies. And we're like, hey, what about us? She goes, ladies. We're just laughing. Um, yeah. I don't want to, like, say anything else at first because I wouldn't do it justice right now, but very funny person. Uh, sorry, I just got home. I'm doing this in the car, driving. Multitasking like a motherfucker. Oh, and I almost forgot. Um... I met this really funny kid uh, by the name of Daniel Steele, with an E at the end, and a uh, real funny kid, um, looks like a cross between Waldo and an old Navy model. <laughs> That's actually one of his bits, and again, I probably am ruining it for you guys. But anyway, very funny kid, um, yeah, I say kid because he was 20 years old, he had a wristband and everything back there. Just drinking soda and uh, chatting it up, and uh, actually, I, I watched this whole act. I, I went out front, you know. I sat in the back because you know I'd, I'd seen some of the guys before, and like, I'd, I knew what their set was going to be pretty much. And I'd rather just sit in back and hang out. But this kid Daniel, we had, we chatted it up. He was a very polite young man. Uh, he uh, he told me uh, I, when I told him I was I was twenty seven, he didn't believe me. He said, "Oh, you don't look a day over twenty one." I'm surprised. And I took off my hat, and he's like, "Oh, I see it now." <laughs> Um, anyway, but he said he was going up, I don't know if he's, like, still in college, or those with his parents, I forget exactly what his deal is, and I feel bad for, I hope I don't offend him either way. Anyway, but he, uh, yeah, he said he was getting up, doing open mics at, th at least three times, three, four times a week, and, uh, it showed, man, the kid is polished, he's good, <laughs> he's good, and, uh, if you are listening to this right now on... Wednesday, the October the, what is this, the 17th? Anyway, this is Wednesday. He's going to be at Harvey's tonight along with a killer lineup of people. Uh, I think Chandler Lane's going to be there. Uh, Derek Feltner's going to be there. He's like one of the first guys I met down here in Kalamazoo in the comedy scene. Uh, very funny, very creative guy. Uh, very um, Andy Kaufman inspired. It's like sort of... Uh, you, you just got to see it. You know, he comes up, he's got like a whole like one man band set up. He gets up there with a good, it's, you, you just, you just got to see it. I, I, again, I wouldn't do it justice. Anyway, I got to cut this thing short. Got a lot to do today. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and stuff. More to come soon.
Bye.